Welcome back, everyone, to S1E1, the show where every week we pick a different sitcom, watch just its first televised episode, rate it just on that episode alone, ignoring anything we may or may not know about future episodes and the show itself. This week we're going to be talking about Mama's Family. Mama's Family went 130 episodes over six seasons, originally airing on NBC for the first two, and then spending the next four on first-run syndication. This week we're going to be talking about episode one, which is Vint and the Kids Move In, which originally aired January 22nd, 1983. So to start things off, my name's Jay Gags. I'm your host. With me as always, the guys, Ferg, Joe, Nick, and Gordo. What's going on, guys? Hey, Skeeter. <laughs> Joe's anticipation to do that, like he was so he knew he I was, was going watching to say him. That. That's why I, you heard me he giggle so during your your uh, intro. I'm was so I was excited. watching him waiting to do it, and it was making me laugh. <laughs> so, uh, just to get things started, <laughs> as we typically do, has anyone not seen Mama's Family before recording this episode? I have not. I would. I mean, I remember. No. I mean, I know of it. But I right. didn't see it. I almost I didn't know of it by name. I knew Vicky Lawrence's character, but that's it. I have no recollection of this show whatsoever. I knew of the show and I wanna say I've probably seen it, but I really don't remember. So I can't in all honesty say for sure that I've seen this before. Gordo I just assume you didn't? Well, considering that I almost watched the wrong episode. Not almost. For the, did you, watch no, the I did watch the wrong episode. <laughs> he's, a, he's a big fan. Out of, uh, I'm a big he's, fan. He's apparently. seen multiple episodes. We've both I, seen I've, one. Yeah, apparently I've only I've seen multiple episodes. He bookended the first season. He watched the first and the yeah, last. Yeah, for those of you who want to catch our spinoff show, S1E13, uh, Gordo's <laughs> going to be doing a solo show afterwards. Um, but no, I was familiar with that with the character. I knew this was a skit on the Carol Burnett show. Yeah. And I thought that it was actually Carol Burnett who played Mama, not Vicky Lawrence. Yeah, no, she played Eunice, so I wanted to get into that She was actually supposed to play her. Before we got into this whole uh, episode, I, I do want to give a little backstory because this is a little different than some of the other shows we've done where there is a, the story, this show has a little bit of a story before it came to air. So yeah, as you said, this was a spinoff um, from a, a series of sketches uh, that, sketches that were on the Carol Burnett show called The Family. Yeah, Carol Burnett played Eunice in those. And then they made a Eunice made for TV movie that did pretty well. And then eventually uh, spun off and created Mama's Family starring Vicky Lawrence's uh, character. And Ken Berry, who plays Vinton, is in that as a different character, too. It's a, there's a lot of confusion between everything. Yeah, and the thing that I think is also somewhat important to mention, if you didn't know like the sketches from before, like these sketches, quote unquote, aren't like an SNL sketch where they last for a few minutes. These sketches were like... 17 plus minutes long if you go and look any of them up a lot of these uh original carol burnett show sketches of the family are on youtube and it's so it's a sketch but it's they are almost within a few minutes long enough to be a full episode of television on their own right and they're good but they're nowhere near as good as one of the greatest tv shows of all time mama's family sure uh they definitely feel i watched out of curiosity just clicked on one to get a little bit of a backstory and you can tell that it's you know, it's not, it doesn't have the production of a normal show. So it, it does, it, it can tell it's like on, on a single stage and um, the sets are pretty close, but yeah, you, you can tell it's a little different that it was more set up as a, as a sketch um, versus the full episode. So yeah, let's just get started with the actual show. Um, so in the intro, we just see this um, elderly looking woman kind of dusting 
and cleaning and it cuts to just a bunch of frame pictures uh, of the cast. And it's just a really simple intro, nothing really special, but just to cover that. It also feels a lot to me like All in the Family because of the way the song is and the way they pan into the house. The house, I was going to say this later, but the house is very similar to All in the Family's. Yeah. I think that they were definitely indebted a little bit to right, yeah, all in the family and how they were setting up everything. You, you know what was really different though is uh, all in the family was good. Oh, <laughs> fighting words. <laughs> okay, well, you know th- this. I I will give the show this credit. The theme song wasn't bad. Bang, that, like bang, ragtime bang. jazz wasn't bad. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's fine. How do you feel about that, Joe? That Gordo likes the music. Uh, well, he likes something. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be an island to myself on this one. Not to, I don't like to give any of us give our hands or anything, but Ferg yeah, gave his hand. Early, but... And we've yeah, been we'll get, about we'll get this. there. You don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, you don't know. You don't uh, know. So, all right. So right off uh, after the intro, it cuts to um, two women um, sitting together, two older looking women. And that's- wait, wait, um, wait. Did you, did the version you see not have the Harvey Corman intro? No. 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 Did we watch the same episode? Did you watch the right episode? <laughs> yeah. I hope you watched the yeah. wrong one. Of course I don't, I don't the remember before. seeing it. Well, the then why don't you explain episode. it? Because, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see it. It cut right to, um, to Thelma and Fran. And the-, the very first episode, and I don't want to say things we shouldn't say, but the link I watched it at, which was a streaming website, played the original Air version, which okay. is Harvey Corman, who you might know as uh, Headley Lamar from Blazing Saddles. He's also on Carol Burnett. He's playing a character... And he's introducing the show and what it's about. And then they cut to everybody. Oh, no, that was there. That intro was there because we talked about it when we were watching. No, it wasn't. Remember, that was when that was that was when I said this show has a really weird laugh track because he was introducing himself and he just said his name and everyone laughed. Alistair Quinn's because he's playing a character from Carol Burnett. My I watched off the DVDs. So off the DVD version, that's not how it intro. Interesting. So, they must have pulled it for syndication, but yeah. Th- yeah. So know, when this the version aired, I saw on the Seven Seas, um, you know, it definitely, definitely had it. Yeah. So Ferg and I saw a different version. So okay. basically, if you're familiar with the Carbonet Show or Blazing Saddles, you know Harvey Corman does this like character where he's Alistair Quince and he's like a very properish sort of guy and making a bunch of funny jokes. Well, sort of funny jokes, whatever. And he intros the whole show and then it goes into. Is it, that so. what he was doing? He was making jokes. I'm not even being a jerk. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not giving you a hard time. He literally was like, "Hi, I'm this person," and all of a sudden, laugh track. And I'm like, "I, I don't get it." And it's that old time he, like, humor, he introduced man. the show, and they laugh. And he I, just, I was really confused. <laughs> I guess you had to be a fan of Carol Burnett to get it. But that's when I, I did. I messaged you guys, and I was like, "This has a really strange laugh track. I don't understand what they're laughing at." Or it was probably a studio audience, not a laugh track. But still, it's like I was very confused by it. I would imagine that maybe they even filmed that separately during a Carol Burnett show. And that's why everybody sort of got the joke and were like in the mood, like understood to laugh at it. And they, maybe they the just giggles. put it in because it's not the same set or same stage. They don't cut like to a different scene where they're in the same place. So, well, well, I guess depending on what version you have, you may or may not have seen that. Uh, I didn't. So um, let's just uh, let's skip to skip ahead to the actual beginning of the, the episode itself, which was. Uh, we see um, two older women, uh, Thelma and Fran, who are sisters, and those are played by Vicki Lawrence, who plays Thelma Mama, uh, the main character of the show. And then um, I'm probably going to butcher her actually. Rue McClanahan, who played Fran, who would Ruma? probably best be known as Blanche from the Golden Girls. <laughs> oh, no, probably. Uh, Rue, <laughs> like the French word for street, Rue. Yeah. So, yeah, so, uh, so for those familiar more with uh, with the Golden Girls, Blanche from the Golden Girls, um, 
is playing uh, Fran. That uh, old hoe. Mama's oh, sister. that was Blanche. I didn't yeah. even realize it. <laughs> what? Really? How did you not realize <laughs> did that? You, even I knew that. Yeah. This was like half of Golden Girls. I think I was distracted by Did how you also notice Betty White later? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's half also of Golden too, Girls. I want to say, McClanahan, if it's not the first episode, it's maybe the second is in an episode of uh, All in the Family 2. And I think it's the first episode. I think it's the pilot as like a sex pot character. So too. was Maud. She really does get around. And so was Maud, yeah. All the Golden Girls have made their way around. <laughs> I'll, I'll say for sure we're gonna we'll eventually do All in the Family. So uh, you know, keep an ear out. Well, there'll be an episode of that in the future. I I feel like doing Home Improvement last week prepared us for All in the Family. We did home, home improvement. We did home improvement. I, I meant to. Say, <laughs> that was a long time ago. I meant to say uh, married with children, not uh, home improvement. Uh, so all right. So Thelma is is in a rush. Uh, I, I I debate calling her Mama this early because no one refers to her that yet. So but so but let's take an argument. Mama, Thelma. Mama. She's in a rush to get to this. There's a sale at the store, and um, Fran's just trying to eat her breakfast, and she's she's picking up everything and trying to clean and get everything situated so they can run straight out to this uh, sleepwear sale. As we find out, it is. Are they eating eggs? She was eating eggs. She, she eating said eggs. she doesn't have to chew them. She could just like yeah. slide them down her throat. It was just weird. They were very broken up. They were very broken up, and they were taking the fork and taking really small pieces of the eggs again. It was probably confusing. for like also for um, television eating. She's probably not trying to like eat fifty eggs as they record this show. So <laughs> boy, I can't eat no fifty eggs. <laughs> what was that? Cool Ham Luke. Never saw Cool Ham Luke. A classic no. movie. We don't do movies, but if we ever do a, uh, a movie spinoff, maybe we'll do a Cool Ham Luke. Paul Newman. You might know him from his salad dressing. Or The Towering Inferno, a movie that predicted 9-11 like 10 years before, 20 years before. There it is. And uh, yeah, so the two, um, <laughs> the two are getting ready to go to the store. And then uh, as this happened, Franz gets a call from George, who I assume is like her boss or something. And she finds out that uh, the column for the paper that she wrote needs to be edited down. So she's going to have to go to that and can't go to the sale with Thelma. And uh, that just spawns an argument because Thelma... Apparently, this is more important. Going for the sleepwear uh, sale is more important than uh, Fran's actual job, which is something that she actually had to leave for. It's really funny to think, too. Like, uh, it's not even like a recent thing. It's been around for a while. The fact that she had to like go to the office to edit down a paragraph was yeah. super silly. Right. She doesn't have a way to do it at home. Yeah. Got to get on that typewriter. I think yep. she said if, if, if she didn't do it herself, they would have killed it. Like, the editor yeah. would have taken out yeah. all the good stuff. Which is understandable. So, like, you understand her point. Yeah. But Thelma doesn't, and she just says everyone lets her down, her kids, her husband, God rest his soul, and even now her sister. I just realized that they were talking about a newspaper column. I didn't oh, really? get it at all. What do you think it was her like, blog? It was like construction? Like uh, the column <laughs> yes, was going to come actually. down? I did actually. I thought it was fix the column. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Could it call him? Call him? Yes. Rue McClanahan, <laughs> the builder. You thought Blanche was going to do some construction work real quick? <laughs> yes, that's why it was so confused. To be fair, I've definitely had a dream where that happened, so. <laughs> Just an old lady with a hard hat on. Oh, she's not an old lady. One thing about this show, this is one of those shows like Country Comfort and a few others where I feel like we can sort of digress a little bit. I think a lot of my brain is broken because Naomi, who we meet later, and Rue McClanahan in this, I think were like my first like, okay, so that's a sexual awakening scenario. Wait, Rue McClanahan, Rue McClanahan was one of your In this? Parts. I don't know why, yeah. What? She's like, she's not young in this show. No! She was... <laughs> She was born in 1947, so... She was born in 47, and this came out 
she was like our eighty three. She was so she was only in her like later thirties. Yeah, late thirties. How is that know. weird? I'll tell you, having watched this episode, the idea that she in this episode is about as old as I am now does not feel right. She no, Na- Naomi is. Rue McManaham was born in uh, 34, so she would have been... 39. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus Christ. She looks a lot older than 39. No, 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 no 34. Yeah. Vicky Lawrence does not look old. Rue McClanahan would so Rue McClanahan would have been 45. Naomi would have been about our age. And Vicky Lawrence was younger than we are. Vicky Lawrence, and, and yeah. I want to get more into that later. I, I, I really want to touch on that, Nick, when we are introduced to more characters. Yeah, uh, okay. So keep keep yeah. note of that, but I definitely want to get keep into that. Keep all these that's, that's sexy, important. sexy ladies in this show. No. Uh, so. <laughs> You're all bananas. Anyways, yeah. So they're, they're going back and forth because of all this. And uh, she says no one reads that measly paper. She's really discrediting Fran's work and like not understanding at all to her situation. And it's just a lot of arguing, and, and you're just kind of learning the characters, and that they're sisters. And in the midst of this argument, you also find out that they live together. And I guess that's an that well, that ends up being a very important piece of this whole episode is the fact that they currently live together. So that she's writing a book. So she works the newspaper, but her dream is that she's writing a book. Yes, and it's very important to her. Which one of the great lines in that too is, "I just know there's a book in me. It's, like, it's gonna stay in there too." Yeah, <laughs> there are so many great mama Southern accent lines. You've been sitting on that book like a hen (laughs) for 20 years or some shit like that. (laughs) Yes, great lines. Yeah, and they also have like different (laughs) recollections (laughs) as to how they ended up living together because they're both kind of under the impression that they both did it to help the other one. Yeah. Whereas the reality is it was probably, you know, somewhere in the middle in a mutual beneficial uh, situation to them both. But uh, she also gets on her because her son, Mama's son or Thelma's son, Vinton, Tends to always come by with a bag of laundry conveniently around mealtime. And no sooner does uh, Fran say that is uh, enter her son, Vinton. And Hi, Mama. He's, and he's there with a big bag of laundry, his two kids, Buzz and Sonia, and a giant bag of walnuts. <laughs> I was like, why did he bring a bag of walnuts? That's a really weird offering, too, because you know, you find out what he's going to ask, and that's yeah. what he brings as like a peace offering. And uh, this Better is than like. These nuts. One thing, okay. Uh, something, that, <laughs> okay something that really, like, I don't know why it bothered me so much, but like, Sonya's overacting with the he, headphones he on. Dancing? Was so overdone. Like, you know, we talk about how this was a show that was originally a sketch, and that was way too much sketch act- acting and not acting for an actual television show. Yeah, she's acting like she's walking from stage left all the way to stage right in one fluid movement. Yeah, she's, like, well, she's, she's, got her oblivious. On. she's like she's really overdancing, and like it's not realistic to be that unaware of your surroundings, even if you're just some hippie kid listening to their, you know, to their music. Like it's just not hippie. You didn't check. What was that? You said hippie kid. Yes. Yeah. You think she's a hippie? Well, n- not hippie hippie, not in like the 60s. Uh, especially like, then, though, there was no noise-canceling headphones, so she definitely can hear her surroundings. She did end up like. later with a, uh, not to jump ahead, but she ended up with the Rick Springfield poster, so I guess that's more in, in line with what music she listens to. But Yeah, more like, she, she doesn't go anywhere without Rick. Eat Your Heart at Rick Springfield, one of the greatest Jimmy Hart songs of all time. I mean, I guess Jimmy Hart solo songs, I guess it's probably one of his great, uh, and Shawn Michaels theme music. Oh, the Mounties song, uh, Common Man by Dusty there's a ton of good ones and uh well anyway anyways uh in this whole exchange while they're all showing up too buzz does kind of uh mention offhandedly that she's going to see a lot more of them and kind of tips their hand as to what's about to happen later in the episode and uh 
Thelma or Mama asks Buzz to help her in the kitchen with the walnuts. <laughs> like he just throws them. Yeah, and all he did was like basketball tosses them into the uh, pantry that she's standing right next to, anyways. And it was like I understand that the walnuts were just used as a device for him to have to go into the kitchen with her to get the the isolation so they can have a conversation. But like just like the practicality of it all and this idea that like. Uh, Buzz, can you help me put these walnuts away that are just in like a Ziploc bag? It's like, you don't need help with that. Like, you don't need to ask your grandson to help you with this bag of walnuts. Probably my least kind of, least favorite kind of nut. Brazil nuts are the worst nuts. These nuts are the worst nuts. You used it I, already. I, I agree. You, you can't do it twice. <laughs> you can't double but, but also, no one's, in, no one's disagreeing with you that those are, your nuts are the worst kind of nuts. Everyone <laughs> yeah. is on board with this right now. <laughs> Damn. That and hazelnut. Damn. I like it. You your don't nuts like hazelnuts? just got salted. <laughs> <laughs> well, after last week's episode, we had all that uh, Christmas store nutcracker talk. I guess <laughs> this is Gordo coming back around. Did Gordo get fired from the Christmas store? Because every time someone bought a nutcracker, he asked if if they would like a bag of D's nuts to go with the nutcracker. <laughs> no, he hadn't heard of that yet. It, it took. <laughs> no, that was that was far before that. If Gordo could go back in time, that's how he would get fired from that store. That's you know, like Henry. what episode we're talking about. If you wouldn't, you go back in time and stop something. Gordo's is go back in time, back to his shitty retail <laughs> all year round Christmas job, and make one D's nuts joke twenty years ago. Gotta <laughs> success rate done. I mean, well worth it. So, anyway, so we find out too in this exchange between Mama and Buzz that we know that Vinton's, uh, and I guess this got mentioned earlier. We didn't talk about it. Vinton's wife ran off on the family so he's been alone with the kids and we find out that she had called her son and just to give her give him an update that she's now working in vegas as like a cocktail waitress at um a nightclub oh good well and margaret can sleep tonight what kind of na- what kind of name is vinton i was wondering that too yeah, the only name too. i could think of is like there's a singer bobby vinton who right. does like mr lonely but again that's his last name and i, and I don't know many it could be a popular name or was Maybe. a pop. in this know. show is the only time i've ever heard that name ever yeah my whole life i could only think of bobby vinton anytime it came up but yeah i was also a great point too where is this right where uh mama grabs the beer when she finds <laughs> out that they're gonna try to stay there and she's like if i'm gonna get through this i gotta be half lit <laughs> so yeah no good. this is no 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 because uh vinton talks about it was a little after. It was a little yeah, after. A little after. Yeah. yeah, so Vinton comes in. He sits down, and you can already see right off the bat that he's a little bit nervous because he needs to tell her something, and that's when he lets her know that he recently invested in chinchillas, and uh, so as a result, he's a little short on his funds right now, and uh, that also meant that he fell behind in his bills and got kicked out of the house. That's such a Gordo get-rich-quick scheme. <laughs> <laughs> so at the time like i know like especially back then like furs were very popular and chinchillas were it was an expensive fur so i assume that was the goal they weren't just breeding chinchillas for, i didn't like, even think pets. of that i thought he was there for pets oh no chinchilla no. fur was very um coveted in that time so i i can only assume that's what was going on yeah they were definitely it wasn't like mink it was no minx was i don't no, think mink, people yeah, mink was also but that they? that was that was the it, only they reason both were big. Yeah, more than one have fur. a chinchilla i know there's more than one fur you know club me a couple baby sales you know but nah there's more than one way to skin a chinchilla <laughs> i just i've never heard of chinchilla i've heard of them as pets and that that's it i've never heard people yeah no I, i'm almost positive at that time it was a fur thing i'm yeah. no i'm not saying that yeah. they it didn't happen i just i never heard of that usually like liner 
for um doesn't matter Collins. moving on <laughs> yeah. yeah and <laughs> uh yeah so it, it, in, well, the, in the midst of all this yeah uh vint and the kids have all been they've been kicked out of their house and so we asked mama if, if they can stay you know at her house for a little while and she's obviously um not super pleased and you can tell she was never very fond of his wife to begin with and said something along the lines of that she could always tell she wasn't paddling with both oars in the water like yeah. she wasn't a big fan of and kind of knew that she was going to run off one day there's also two this is a weird aside but you find out that vinton is a locksmith yes because of his he jacket says that people quick, have been in, quick keys people quick haven't keys, been locking yeah, themselves out of their houses lately yeah, people have been locking themselves out of their house do you remember when we were kids reading wrestling magazines how there's always an ad in the back of wrestling magazines that was like be a locksmith like 25 dollars an hour and I figures in those so Fig- figures, figures Inc. Inc. magazine yeah. but you'd always see that and it always made me think that being a locksmith was like this very high earning position which like you can make a lot of money being a locksmith. i think i think it is it seems to be pretty it's pretty still a pretty well paying yeah yeah it's very specialized i don't know what he's he's fucking something up it's a good job because uh if it doesn't go well it can you can use it for a life of crime Um, he doesn't seem to be the sharpest tool in the shed so uh i want to get back a little bit too to something nick alluded to earlier so at this point vinton is he's 16 years older than her yeah that's supposed to be mama's son and he is so it's not just the fact that he's older because she's like she's got the wig on to look a little older but he's not a young looking man to no, begin with. He's not. He's, he's yeah. got a very old like he looks too old to be the father of those children. Let right, alone, yeah, like, so Ken Murray. Yeah. And he's been in a bunch of stuff too. Like he's an F troop and he's in a bunch of shows in the sixties. And oh, I think this is just F like a, a problem yes. that you're gonna see throughout this episode in general. It's the I understand the premise of the original sketches and how it was done and how it was made for sketch comedy. Do a better job at casting. But though, now when you're out of yeah, but they but they used a lot of the they used a lot of the cast members from the original sketches like most of the people were just carryovers from the Carol right, Burnett yeah. show well to not go ahead on characters just i pulled all the ages of everybody who it's confusing right so valerie is 30 so mama she's 34 in real life right okay betty white is playing her daughter her daughter yes betty white she, was born wait, in betty white is her daughter yes. Yes. yes betty white is her daughter she was born in 1922 so in this episode, Betty White is her daughter, and she's 61. Rue McClanahan is playing her sister, and she was born in 1947. Ken Berry Vinton is born in 1933, and he goes to high school and graduates with Naomi, who was born in 1947. <laughs> the ages what? are fucking like, bonkers. It, just, it doesn't help, too, that like Mama's like wig is so bad and it's yeah, yeah. a younger person she's doing an old all, person cause, cause impression. She she's younger than us now. Yeah, she, she looks like she looks like she's in her thirties aside from the way. Yeah, but that the, was the point of the sketch. Yeah. But that's, that's one thing in like, a, like, so if you're watching an SNL sketch, right. And you're playing the father and like your two kids are your same age. Like you let that slide for a two minute sketch where you're absor- right. absorbing the premise in a show like this now where they're having normal dialogue in this, in this grown man is sitting there talking to a woman who's like 16 years younger than him. And it's acting like that's his mother. It's not believable enough. Like, totally. It, yeah. And it, yeah. for me personally, and like we'll get into Betty White and how she's in it later as, as her daughter, but that stuff's so extreme that it completely distracted me every scene. It was just too yeah. weird, and Same. I couldn't get past it. Also, I didn't realize that she was supposed to be her daughter. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. like the craziest thing is the ages. The age disparity is just wild through all the yes. characters. And that's, that's just one of those things that like it worked for the sake of the sketches, but in translation afterwards it just was it just didn't you, you had to recast some of those roles you I mean, probably could have got away with her being mama still 
but you would have needed her to have like children that were closer to her age, at least so that the wig would make her look a little bit older and, you know, and then have their kids and stuff like that. And it could have worked out. It should have been that Rebecca Clanahan and Betty White were sisters, not Vinton's yeah. sister and her child. You know, it's crazy, but it's, it's funny. And like, I guess they're going for like the insanity yeah, that bothered me as a kid, but it was weird looking up, being able to look up. Cause when I used to watch this show, which I watched all the time as a kid. You, we had no access to like looking this information up. Looking up now and actually having the dates in your mind, it's like it's pretty crazy to think that that's what they were doing. And like obviously it was for fun, but it's weird seeing now with adult eyes and being like, this doesn't make a lick of sense. From this point, so Mama does reluctantly allow them to move in because I guess at this point, like it's her son and her grandkids. So what's she gonna do? She, she can't say no. And uh, Vint yells, you know, towards the living room to the kids that they're moving in, and they both rush in the door. They were both like basically standing at the door. Uh, and they're trying to figure out who's going to sleep where. And like the only way for Sonia to have her own room is for mom and sister Fran to lose her studio. And as we talked about earlier, the her writing is very important to her. This whole uh, quest to write her own book is a, is a really big thing for her. So to take her studio away uh, when they're already kind of having like a little bit of tension that morning, just so, you know, all these all of, you know, uh, mama's family can move back in the house you know it's not going to go over too well and they we kind of glossed over a little bit too but they show how dire the situation is too because vinton comes in he's like oh they're auctioning the house off tomorrow and they said as long as we come later we can get all our furniture out today so like yeah. it's bad like it's gotten to a point yeah where, like, so her back's yeah. against the wall and like to take the comedy out of the show like obviously like if anyone went to like their mother in a time of need like that like i can't imagine any of us being turned away in that kind of an emergency so like you understand I think both most mothers would be excited about that. Like they don't want their their babies out. Like and my mom would tell me to go fuck myself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's a point where it's not just like helping your son and grand. It's one thing to help, but it's another when everyone moves in and it's it's a lot. It's strenuous. You know what I mean? It's like swap a family from a a sitcom that we've already done. Raymond's family. How excited would with uh, the mother have been? Raymond showed up with the kids. Like mom. I I think Raymond would jump in the river head first before he had to move back in with his mom. Yeah, but on a realistic note, it's like, you know, that you now have to make dinner for, you know, an extra three people every night. Like, uh, how are they going to be contributing towards paying for all that food? Like, you know, what are the logistics? Uh, it's more cramped up, right? There's less access to the bathroom. Like, all these little things. Yeah, it seems like there's only one bathroom in there. We've all lived in situations where, we, like, you know, a lot of people in one bathroom and it's a nightmare. You never want to go back. Yeah, I mean, I was also going to say, too, this kind of revealed a little bit that it almost seems like Mama is uh, showing Vinton is her favorite child. I don't know why I picked up on that vibe, but just her interaction with him is the vibe that I got from Vicky Lawrence. He's just the least self-sufficient. Like, So I think she feels the most need to protect him because he needs the most mm. protecting. Yeah, I get like he's the baby and he's kind of a, a dimwit. Yeah, he's like the 60-year-old baby of the family. (laughs) (laughs) But also, he seems to be the only one who has grandkids for her, too. So there has to be like the soft spot where she's like, she wants to have grandkids, and he's the one who did that for her. And that's what I mean by I'm surprised she wasn't excited to have the grandkids in the house. Well, she seemed to act much differently towards the grandchildren than Vinton and her sister and her other daughter will eventually see. Yeah. Like, like she definitely has that, like I said, that favoritism kind of towards them. But, you know, you guys just pointed out reasons why that, yeah, lost it. I lost my train of thought there, but you guys pointed out why that, (laughs) 
Great. <laughs> Damn it. Not. <laughs> Tough nut to crack here, boys. Um, I'll yeah, let you and... just continue, Jay. Just don't mind me. Don't mind me. <laughs> that was a Bobo. Classic Gordo Bobo. Classic Gordo Bobo. Yeah. So yeah, and, and that's basically the end of that scene. That is when um when Mama reaches for the beer and continues to get lit for all this. And um the next scene is Mom in the living room with uh her daughter Ellen, who's played by Betty White. And as we've already talked, a gigantic age disparity there. Like it's very, very noticeable. Um, and a huge age disparity between her and Vinton. Right. To the point where, like, for Betty White... It's I guess they're almost... only 11 years, though, so that makes sense, I guess. You could Betty be White and Vinton? Sibling. What's that? For Betty White and Vinton's character? Yeah, Ken Berry and Betty White are Yeah, his brother and sister. Apart. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I suppose. On, like, yeah, my, the... my oldest sister's 10 years older than me. Right, yeah. It's like, it's not a... It's not a yeah, that's, that's not too crazy. As far as... The, the only thing that really makes it odd is... Vicky Lawrence is so much younger than the rest of them. I guess that it's it's so noticeable when when your children on the show are older than you in real life. Yeah, no, and, I'll, and I'll I, accept one, but the the two of them, <laughs> yeah, it's a little little much. And yeah, so as there, so basically, what happens is I I believe she had to call her daughter over to get her stuff out of the house because now they need to clear out the basement or whatever, so Vincent can move in with the kids. And she finds like her old notebook from school, like a composition notebook, and she's just flipping through it. And she's kind of like tickled reading her old, like what she wants to be when she grows up, which was like a movie star, an author, and uh, the richest woman on earth. And I think Mama, <laughs> yeah. Mama tells her like, "Oh, well, none out of three ain't bad. None out of three ain't bad. She's she's good with a quip." Yeah. And uh, Vint comes down with like this big box of things, and he trips and falls, and it was a little. A little too slapsticky it's for me. Yeah, to fall. I didn't like it's the way bad. he fell. Yeah, yeah, yeah at all. I love this show, but he's taking some real bad bumps for the next like yeah. five or six minutes of the yeah. show. He's just taking. Yeah, like, it was made whoa, for the whoa, laugh, whoa, but whoa, it, yeah, bubbles. it was a little too silly. It wasn't. It didn't play real enough for the situation. Also, did you notice that when he gets hit by the door, they don't even show him get hit by the door? Like the door just closes and then he's on the ground. It was like a weird cut, and the only I thing I could think that. of was like he made it look so bad they had to cut. The actual hit, like this could Yeah, he couldn't do it. It was awful. Yeah, and during all this uh, chaos too, we hit. We hear Naomi, the the neighbor. She enters in through the kitchen, and she's like complaining about the the tree that's uh, Mama's tree is like it drips sap all over her car because it leaks onto the property line. And you know, Mama tells her to not park under the tree, and you know, to not. I don't agree with necessarily running in your neighbor's house to yell and complain about stuff, but uh, I guess when you look at the logistics of this argument here, it's it's tougher to side with Mama because it, it is your tree and it's interfering with yeah. something of your neighbor's. I'd have to see the parking spot. Like, well, it sounded like she was parked in her driveway. That, that's kind of the, yeah. the vibe I got. That's it, what I wasn't sure about. The tree leaks over no. the other property. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. The tree's big enough that it comes over her driveway, so that's her shady spot to park. We don't know where this show takes place. Specifically. I was just going to say that. Where does this show yeah. take place? I don't know if there's any hints somewhere. towards it. If, if there is, it's not in this episode. There's nothing, to me at least, that picked up on. Unless you can't, I missed you can't figure out by the bad accent where they're from? I'm sorry, bad accent? Uh-huh. Yeah, bad accent. God, I can't Alabama. You think they're Alabama? Yeah. Greenbow? Greenbow, Alabama. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I got you. But uh yeah, so uh they're debating a little bit about the you know, the this issue between the the, the car sap on the tree, which like I mean, is this thing like leaking cars? Like, is is it is like that much sap? like she can't park under there for a few hours without her car being just completely like covered in sap? 
Yeah, but, like bird bird crap, I'd understand. Yeah, but, pollen, things like that. Like oh, all this stuff. Definitely like, pollen because my black car is yellow right now. <laughs> yeah, friggin that pollen. stuff's blue. I don't know about. I don't know if I. I mean, I park my street. There's like trees right under where I park, and like I don't have sap all over my car all the I mean, time. Isn't sap like usually a, like a maple tree too, which doesn't seem like the kind of thing that usually grows in the south. It's usually okay, like a what uh, what WrestleMania was it where we had to go to that really shady neighborhood to park? Orlando. When we're in Orlando, we, we were we were un, we were under yeah. some like like low-hanging trees that were leaking some kind of sap. By the way, it's a fictional place based off of suburb of Kansas City. Okay, so the Midwest, actually. Like every other show we covered, we talked about (laughs) it last week. Every show seems to be in the Midwest for some reason. The Midwest podcast and Harley Race. And you know what I thought was weird, too, is like when they're arguing, like um, Naomi just goes in the fridge and grabs a beer, and I'm like, first off, if my neighbor ran in my house to yell at me, I'd probably attack them, like get out of my home. And then if you open my fridge and took food or drink out of it, like what kind of like get out of my house? She just savagely. Well, you figure out though. They talk about she she went to high school with Vinton, so they probably lived next door to each other for thirty years or fifty years. Yeah, I think that refrigerator thing was a intentional to you know kind of set the the mood on their relationship, right? Like I think it was like that they're arguing, yes, but they no no, because at that point she didn't know that um he was moving in. Right, but she's lived there all her whole life, though, so she knew Vinton, right. and that's why I, she's I've had the same neighbors. I've lived here, oh, well, off and on, but, like, lived here, this house for over 30 years, like, 32 years now. We've had the same neighbors the whole time. I'm not close enough with them to knock on their door without feeling uncomfortable, let alone walking straight into their house and demanding something. Like Different time, I never, though. I don't think I could ever just open their door and go be like, hey, you got to move your car. Like, I can't fit. Like in you know in front of the house, like I just, I just remember you used to get irate when they had all their cars in the yeah. street. I mean, <laughs> to be I have a neighbor. Well, when I lived at home, I have a neighbor. I would do that too, though. You know, you'd run in the house and yell at them. Well, no, I mean, like, I if if they had like their car was in the way, I would go into Will's house and say, "Hey, yeah." You know, sometimes I'll just take the keys and move it myself or whatever. I guess it depends on the dynamic and the closeness. I yeah. mean, I, I don't get the vibe that they're super close for that kind of relationship, but you know, I, I guess yeah, it is. Yeah, that's what, what I'm it saying, is. though. I think I think the point was: Do you think that that was to insinuate that they were close? The fact that she does go into the refrigerator. I didn't get that vibe. I got the vibe that I got the vibe that she was close with Vinton in high school and still pines for him and was over the house all the time back then, and that she never let that go even when he moved away. That your mama hates it. I didn't really get that. So and we'll get into that because this so so to go into it, yeah, from this argument they do leak into the living room where Vincent and everyone is currently like moving in and that's when um she discovers um she being Naomi that that Vinton is now moving in with his mother so you know he's going to be right across the the way and they obviously had like have a thing for each other right off the bat. There's this um he always had a crush on her, apparently, and she's very much into him now, at least. Yeah, and uh, even when either. he admitted uh, that he had a crush on her back in the day, she said something like, why didn't you let me know? I could have squeezed you in somewhere. And I'm like, what? That's <laughs> like, a great line. She was a thirsty old whore. Jesus, Ferg. Jesus. Come on, I didn't man. get the vibe that Mama was fully aware that they knew each other. I just think that as neighbors, they didn't get along that well. Like, I don't know if that relationship was part of you know what i think it is i think that this is just an everyday occurrence so it's not strange to her it's when she has a scream she knows what it is and she's not surprised by it at all like hey why are you in my house yeah so i think they just i don't think she usually like busts and screaming but i think she doesn't have any um what's it called limitations yeah 
when they were uh, also when they were when Vinton and Naomi were talking and they went over how she was like the head cheerleader at the time and they start doing the cheer together. I was a little surprised they did. She did like her old cheer and she did like the little move where she like lifts. She showed her booty. Yeah, she lifts the back of her skirt and I was like. I really wasn't expecting that for the episode. It wasn't like that it was X-rated or anything, but it was like just a little bit more than I would have thought to see in a show like that. That's probably one of the weird moments that eight-year-old me was like, oh, hello, Naomi. How are we doing today? <laughs> I can't believe like now, like, all right, to peel it back, um, we, we all kind of take turns picking shows, and Joe was the one who selected that we did Mama's Family, and I thought it was a strange pick, but obviously for those of you guys who listen by now, you know Joe's a, a strange enough guy that it, it checks. But now... To know that he selected the show because this is basically the show he went through puberty to and like <laughs> discovered himself. Yeah. Makes really the weird. whole even the fact that I watch the show now feels that much more dirty. <laughs> like <laughs> even if I like this show, I would <laughs> I would cancel it now. Yeah, now I feel uncomfortable having watched it, but But does it surprise any of you? No. no. Right, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Really? Okay, Nick, I got one. <laughs> to her dying day, if Rue McClanahan showed up and was like, We're going. Didn't she have her dying day? As I said, to her dying day. Oh, I was yeah. gonna say. I, I said until her. I was like, I think we've we've crossed it. <laughs> I got some bad news, Joe. Yeah. Um, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. It's just like thinking about Joe's like, like I would still do it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Katie Vick action. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that's it. So so they basically just established that they're probably gonna hang out at some point next week and. I would assume at this point are establishing that this is going to be a thing, right? Vint is moving in with Mama. Already him and the neighbor who Mama doesn't get along with have a liking to one another. So, you know, without having seen more, I can only assume that this is going to be a budding relationship, which is going to be a thorn in her side. I I could be wrong, but this is very strongly what they're hinting to at this point. Yeah, I think even if you haven't yeah. seen other episodes, you understand that this is act yeah, that, two this of this is the show, show, right? She also does a strange. She does a very strange <laughs> goodbye as she's leaving, where she kind of like puts her hands like behind her back, yeah, like over her butt, and just like almost does like a come here motion with her with her hand to say goodbye. It was an yeah, it interesting was exit. Yeah, yeah, it was weird for a show this old to do that. Yeah, and she was very old too, Naomi. I know we touched on it, but she's like she's 37. Was old. She's two years older than you she are at this moment. Old. No, but you know what? I'm of a better stock. Like they just like, <laughs> this is, this like is hard they to disagree look... here. I've known you my entire life. <laughs> no, no, they like, I don't know what it is about the older generation, but like they just look old from like when they were like 18. <laughs> so, let me just get this straight. You think 35 year old you looks better than 37 year old naomi then 100 <laughs> percent. i don't look like a wrinkled florida retiree oh my like god um, bad... hey but <laughs> leave the florida doesn't tolerate bad talk about yeah florida. We've, we've put a moratorium on the florida bad no stuff. no no i don't I, listen i don't i love our floridian listeners <laughs> and i love the state of florida i get to swim with flop flap disney world i live See, there flop flaps what's flap, a flap flap what are flap flaps flap flaps what the fuck is a flap flap? A you, you you get on Joe for making stuff up, and then yeah, you wait, just said you like to get in the water flap I like that you said it again. Like I go, oh, flap flaps. <laughs> it's like, oh, I know what you mean. Obviously, <laughs> oh no, yeah, they, yeah, they never flap. mind. They flap, yeah, flap flaps. But yeah, well, I, I mean, no, what are you talking Steve about? <laughs> Please, they say they say in that that I don't like Florida. I like Florida. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying that she looks very beach worn. Yeah, and, and to those of you who withered. um who who don't know, we we talked about in a prior episode. Gordo did used to live in Florida for a time period as well, so he does. So you have can't his say roots. that I hate it. 
No one was saying that you hate Florida. That's literally yeah. nowhere <laughs> near the conversation we're just having. And she's just tan. Like, the, she's like, a bad tan. No, I she's think leather she's tan. Wrinkled. She's leather, like, you, leather when tan. you pair her up with Vinton and make it look like they went to high school together, then you start associating her with being older because he looks so old as well. So that doesn't help either. She didn't look absurdly young. I mean, I will give, give you that. I think she did look a little older than she actually was at the time of the episode. I think Thank people you. age differently now, even they did 30 years ago. That's just for sure. People seem younger. Maybe if she was drinking some of, as we talked about last week, uh, Gordo's Cronuts coffee. Perk her right up. Yeah. That, that Maybe some have, Fanta. Uh, found, fountain of youth. She loves those Cronuts. <laughs> the Fanta of youth. Gordo's yeah. favorite place. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so at this point, uh, Fran comes into the house into all this chaos, right? So everyone's moving their stuff around. There's a lot going on. um, And she's a a little surprised. She has no idea what's going on at this point. And Sonya's doing that headphone thing again where she's like oblivious to what's going on. And she's just like dancing to the music. And like, she hasn't had a line yet. She had one line earlier about getting her own room, which was delivered. Yeah, she complains. But it was a poorly delivered line, too. And I, and I, I did take note of it earlier because it was like, you had one line and you did it bad. <laughs> like, uh, the, the kids weren't from the show before, right? No, they were added. There was, okay. um, reading up on the show, they, there was an element when the show got picked up by the network that they thought there needed to be some sort of a conventional, like, actual kids in the family that needed to make sense. So they added those uh, the Buzz and Sonya characters. It would have been funny. It would have been funny if they picked two more 40-year-old people and dressed them as kids. Hey, fellow kids. Uh, yeah, Steve Buscemi. So they just got Steve Buscemi from 40 years later to come back and do it. And as Sonya, Steve Buscemi. I, I, you know what? I, I would like the show way more if it was Steve Buscemi. And uh, as, uh, as Fran's trying to figure out what's going on, this is also when um, Ellen, Betty White, so it's actually... It is interesting to see, right? Because this is before the Golden Girls, but now we have the, those two characters side by side for this uh, for this show. So you have um, you have Blanche and Rose, you know, interacting on on this show. This was this would have been the first. Uh, I, I, I'm, it could have been other things, but was no, this the Maude first? and uh, All in the Family they were in together as well. Okay, all right, and those were both before this. Yeah, Maude and All in the Family were seventies. Was it just the same group of people in every show? Like it was like. Yeah, because Maude Maud was Archie's sister, right? Edith's. Edith's sister. Edith's yeah. cousin. And yeah. uh, Ellen, Ellen tells Fran uh, that there's good news and bad news, and the bad news is there's no good news. There's no good and, news. It's and a great she line. Takes off. So Fran finds out what's going on, and um, the result is she's going to have to lose her studio. So she's, you know, understandably so very upset by the situation and says, you know, well, then I'm going to move out. And anytime, like, there's, like, this... Whenever Fran is explaining to Mama like what her plans are, every time Mama just goes, "Fine, fine, fine." <laughs> I'm so glad that everyone's done accents and done Mama voices this entire episode, and the one time you pulled it out was just to repeatedly go, "Fine, fine, it's so good." That's fine. Yeah, and and I think as Fran is upset and saying she's moving she's realizing the logistics of moving and like where is she gonna go because as we said earlier they both have different visions as to why they ended up together but i think they did need each other like first you know financial and just comfortability like it it makes sense to live together so she's like oh well tomorrow's sunday i can't move on sunday and then oh well monday i have a big 
thing to do at work, so I'm not going to be able to move in the middle of all that. Yeah, you can't find an apartment overnight. And every time she's explaining that, each time, fine, fine. And, uh, you know, so it's like, well, you know, they'll figure it out. And again, I don't know how this show pans out past episode one, but the the idea I'm getting is that they're probably going to ride this out for a while. They're probably going to live together for the duration it was the, what I picked up on. Whether or not that's true, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I took that... The whole fine thing. This is just something she does a lot when she doesn't get her way. She threatens to move out, and she's heard it a hundred times. Right. They've been siblings for their whole lives, and they're just used to this argument now. Like, sure, you're not going to do it. Yeah, that's what I got to. So they start setting the dinner table together to get ready, and they call everyone up. And I think, uh, oh, there was a point. I'm sorry. There was a point earlier during this argument where Sonia did come down before all this and found found in her new room, yeah, the book that Fran had wrote. And I think that was kind of like there was a moment where um, Mama was taken back by realizing that Fran actually has been working on the book. And she, she got a few chapters, chapters on. Yeah. So like, um, you know, despite everything she had said to her before, like was a little shocked and pleasantly surprised to know that she actually has been doing it and felt a little bit worse about taking the office away, knowing she took it away while she actively was trying to write her book in it. But yeah, so at dinner now, when they, uh, when they all come down, come upstairs for dinner, um, Sonia asks her aunt Fran if she can continue reading the book because what little we heard of the book, it was pretty... It's like a smutty romance yeah, novel. Yeah, it was like yeah, an erotic like novel. novel. Yeah. yeah, so she was, you know, a little taken back by it, and, and Mama's having nothing to do with that. She says that, uh, you know, she can't read any of that smut, or I think that's how she referred to it as smut. I'm kind of sad we don't live in a world where 1983 Rue McClanahan could do an audiobook of her reading smutty novel. Yeah, I mean, if, if man, if only we had that opportunity, I think we all feel exactly the same way you do and just wish we had that chance for, for Blanche to read erotic novels uh, so we have her voice saying dirty stuff. Uh, that's uh, something we all, we all wish for. Um, do we know any voiceover artists? Do we know anybody can do the voice for me? Don't worry, Joe. You can still get your naked pictures of B. Arthur instead. Outstanding. Outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> my boy, my guys. Man, so, yeah. it rules so hard. So as, they, uh, as they're going back and forth about whether or not the book is smart. That's kind of the close of the episode is just um, the two sisters arguing and they go to the exterior of the house and you can still hear the audio of the dinner conversation with the house uh, being shown. And that's it. It cuts to credits right from there. And, also uh, very all in the family right there. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing special in the credits. Just standard uh, scroll. And, and that was it. That was the whole episode. So um, now the version you had, I know you didn't have the intro. Did you guys, I know Ferg and I watched the same version. Did you have the one with the mama? She had a little button on the end. Uh, I didn't. So why don't like, you explain this that? episode was recorded in front of a live studio audience. Yeah. yeah and who right. gives a diddly squat? I don't think I had that unless I checked out when the credits started. To roll. I closed that window pretty quick afterwards. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So anything else you guys want to talk about in regards to the show? Um, since we've covered the whole episode, Nick question for you. Shoot. How much do you think chinchillas costed back in 1989 when this was made? It was not 1989. It was 1983. Oh. Never mind. That was 1983? I thought this was the 60s. Me too. Like, I remember Carol Burnett being, like, my my mother watched that. Yeah, the Carol Burnett show was in the 70s. It went into the early 80s, and this show was a spinoff of that from 83. 
it lasted a couple of years and then it went to I think 87 or 88 or 89 it took syndication. yeah it took a while for wow. the show to get off the air too because from when the Carol Burnett show ran into there was a what was the show at there was a the, Carol Burnett had a show after the Carol Burnett show oh yeah um, was it laughing or I can't remember what it was called I was looking sure way before yeah and then and then they made the Eunice movie and then after the Eunice movie was a show like I said earlier so it took a while for this actually to become a television show after the initial sketches which shows you how young vicky lawrence would have been when she started playing mama you know what i mean right, even compared to everyone this. yeah and this i mean just to go back to i know we always try to rest try to find wrestling to tie into our youth a little bit this was on a lot on tbs when we were kids in syndication so, so if was this and like, wcw back to back yeah wcw and this on like a saturday rainy saturday you know like, what raw got silk stockings after it all right uh who would have thought we would mention silk stockings two episodes <laughs> in a row <laughs> I remember watching Saturday morning uh, WWF, um, the superstars with Lord Alfred Hayes, and that would cut into that monster truck show where they had oh, the Oh, the one with the, uh, the characters? Yes. The characters so played the, the monster trucks. Like, there were, like, live people portraying what the truck was supposed to be. Do you remember on, do you remember on Sundays yeah. with uh, superstars uh, after they had WMAC Masters, which was, like, the weird wrestling kung fu show? Yeah. Yes. And they were all characters yeah. and like, yeah, they would do promos, and storyboards. And stuff. Yeah. They Sorry basically to the, were uh, a real life the... version of those karate fighters that WF used to hawk all the time. That I yeah. the... found a couple of when I was packing. But all their fights were on the Universal Studios backlot and like the rides and stuff. Mm-hmm. There are some very confused Tracy Allman fans who like found our episode and they're like, "What on earth are they talking about mm-hmm. right now?" Tracy Allman or Carol Burnett? Oh yeah, yeah, Carol Burnett. My bad, my bad, my okay. bad. Tracy Ullman also, we mentioned last week, too, because of The Simpsons and Fox. Spawn The Simpsons, yeah. Yeah. And her great song, Breakaway. Um, so the worst. So, yeah. So, like, I, you know, upon watching the whole thing, we've, we've talked about it a little bit as we're going along. But, yeah, I mean, some things for me were the age thing was really hard to get past. And, and I did feel that the premise of the show could have been fine. Like, the jokes were fine for what they were. But I think their loyalty to the original sketches handcuffed them because they felt the they had to have certain people portray those roles again. Where I think if you just took, you know, um, Vicky Lawrence's character as Mama and, and created a show around her with new people, it probably could have worked where it felt a little bit more fresh and where the characters age-wise didn't look so awkward. Because it's just that everybody is like she's one of the youngest people on the whole show. And well, she's and she's supposed to be the oldest. I was gonna say, isn't that kind of the appeal to it? Like back, yeah, in it's that the fun of it. Simple, simplistic humor. Like, I mean, it, it wasn't. I'm not gonna say it's not nuanced because there was a couple of jokes in there that were. But like, I think the whole running theme is supposed to be Vicky Lawrence is the youngest. Yeah, but I guess like when you look at like it's a weird comparison, but. If you think of like Medea, right? Medea, he he dresses as the older woman and he plays like the older woman, but hallelujah, <laughs> hallelujah. There I was waiting a, to see how long it would take for to go hallelujah. There, there, there isn't. Um, it's not like you know the person playing Medea's daughter happens to be twenty years older than Medea. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't work that way. And I think that's the difference where it's like it's more it's actually more believable for Tyler Perry to play an older woman than Vicky Lawrence because of just the the characters surrounding that main character. Well, do we do we have both Medea and Grandmama because of Mama's family? No. I think you <laughs> so flat for no. I feel like you have you might have Medea because of Grandmama. But you don't think Grandma owes a little bit of a debt to Mama? And what was um 
when Ernest had the older woman oh, he played. God. Ernest played his mother. Yes. This place needs drapes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that same kind Grown of style. Son of criminal. Too. Not a very good one. <laughs> and that's, uh, I, I can't think if there's any other examples quite like that, but I think we, like those are a few notable ones. And those are all men playing older hey. women. I don't know if there's a, if there's a lot of other sketches where there's a woman playing a vastly older woman than she actually is in real life that uh so that's the only one that really comes to mind yeah but yeah i mean um it's definitely much more prevalent the other way around yeah because it's a little bit more of a, a comedic thing when you have something that that off you know so yeah i mean uh, anything else that you guys want to say in relation to mama's family any last thoughts before we get into the green ladder cancel anybody we were talking the other day about do you own dvds do you own dvd box sets this is one of those shows i hadn't seen because i don't think it's playing anywhere as far as on tv and syndication anymore at least any channels i have and I couldn't I find it on any streaming series was, and it is in my Amazon want list and it'll be purchased very shortly. And what does that go for? Roughly? Do you remember? I think like 30 bucks ish for the whole series. For everything. Yeah. I mean, for, for the amount of episodes it had for yeah, like a I mean, long for, six season run, that's, that's very fair. Yeah. For a good, I mean, that'll be what I watch in bed probably in, like from now until around Halloween or Christmas, whenever I finish and, it. And I brought it up at the beginning and I, I did want to talk about it real quickly. If you guys had more insight than maybe I did, I, I read up on it a little bit. Um, so this show went six seasons, the first two on NBC, it got canceled on NBC after two, had a little bit of a break and then got re-picked up, but as, um, first run syndication stuff. So to my understanding, isn't that basically like the, they, the people who make the show own the show and they're basically just selling it into time slots. Like, so they, no studio really owns it. It's just whoever wants to play it, has the opportunity to pay for, to use it or, or however that works. Exactly. Yeah. Something that happened with cable, like with the proliferation of cable across the country, you can make TV shows and say, well, if, you know, I can sell this to different markets and they'll play it, I can make my money enough to actually make the show and we make money off of it. And I'm sure they probably have some sort of backdoor deal with commercial sales and stuff. But yeah, it's just an interesting way to do it. It's not a network funded thing. It was just, we're going to make this, we're going to front the money. And then we're going to sell it on the back end. And it worked because we all saw it as kids, right? So it was playing at least around Yeah, it was playing. And I feel like like in today's world, that would be like the equivalent. uh, And not that first run syndication doesn't still exist. But I feel like the the more common move now would be like, you know, this show got dropped after a couple seasons, but they got picked up to go on Netflix or something. You know what I mean? Like Like a digital provider. Yeah, it it feels more like where now or like Amazon. Now you sell your your content to a streaming site where you can have the whole season run somewhere else. And I guess there would be a similar situation to that. Plus everything with digital and also it's on demand too. Mint access for a new show is so much easier, right? Yeah, between all the streaming, you're on demand, everything. Yeah, so I guess that's it. Um, Unless anyone else had anything else to say, I think we can get straight into the green light or cancel. So let me go in the order. I see you guys. Uh, Ferg, you're going to be first. Well, this show, I I recognized that it was not made for me. It's a different age, uh, but it was just so bad. I, I hated it. And I hated a lot of the shows that I canceled, but I loved to hate them. And I finished them. I will not be finishing this. Canceled. Done. Joe, on to you. I have a feeling I might be the uh, the cheese standing alone on this one. I think I've gone through my reasons for why I like this show, as weird as some of them may be. Perverted? Really? What was that? As perverted as they as may perverted be? As perverted as they might be as well. Did you make that cheese into Swiss cheese? I'm a Rue McClana fan, and uh, I will be giving this a green light. All right, Nick. I, um, you know, there were, there were parts of the show that were, you know, enter- entertaining, I guess you could call it. Um, I could not pay attention to this show like i there was no 
part of the show that like engaged me in any way. It was just unfunny conversations, and I I didn't like it at all. I, I had no fun watching it. I had to like rewind a few times because I just drifted off into nothing while watching it. I just I just could have cared less about this show. Cancel it. Um, surprised it lasted as long as it did. It's poorly cast, poorly acted. I hate everything about it. Red light. Gordo, on to you. No, no, cancel this. This works. Let me not downplay the the character of Mama and Vicky Lawrence and Carol Burnett. Like this is an iconic character in that era of television. However, it should have stayed a skit on on the Carol Burnett show. People found it popular and people found it funny. Like there were points in time where I chuckled, but ultimately it just didn't it, it just didn't do it for me. It just didn't do it for me. So, cancel it. Yeah, and um all right, so it's on to me and as of right now we have three cancels, one green light. And Joe, I'm sorry I can't team up with you on this one. I, I you have to sit on your own. I'm going to have to also cancel it. And for a lot of the reasons they said, I think Gordo really touched on it the way I, I wanted to is I feel like the character of Mama was funny and I did like her character. And I don't think that this was the best use of that character. I think in smaller sketches not even necessarily in the way that the um carol burnett show would use them like if, if it was more shorter style sketches and you use her in funny incidents like I, I think that works um but cast this way with all these um older people playing her children it, it took me out of the episode way too much i didn't think that the granddaughter was a phenomenal actor um i thought it was a little vinton was a little too slapsticky with his falls and stuff like that it just didn't hit with me a few funny one-liners, so I didn't hate the show, but I, I can't say that I have any more desire to continue watching it. And yeah, again, like Gordo said, no discredit to um, Vicky Lawrence's portrayal of Mama. I think that she, you know, that it's a good character, and, and the character is still known today because of uh, how well she did it. But it just something wasn't clicking, and I and I just can't, I can't greenlight this. So, so we're gonna have to go uh, four against one here, guys. So I'm Ooh. sorry. I'm sorry to uh, Mama's family, but we are giving you the cancel. You will not be living on to see another day with us. So with that being said, that's it for us this week, guys. Again, if you want to follow us on anything, you can go to s1e1pod.com. That's the link to all of our social medias. It's our Spotify, our Apple, everywhere you can listen to us. Go ahead, give us a subscribe, like, review, do all that stuff. We talk about it every episode, but we can't stress it enough. It means an awful lot to us when you guys do that. It does a lot to help us out in our numbers and uh, kicks up those algorithms. So it's very beneficial on our end. And if you think you have friends and stuff that would enjoy the show, please spread the word. Again, uh, that does a lot for us as well. And we appreciate every time someone reaches out, messages uh, one of us, the show in general, and lets us know how you feel about the show. If you enjoy it, if there's something you want different, let us know. And uh, we take all that to heart and we really appreciate all the feedback. So thank you guys so much. That's it for us this week. We'll catch you next week. Goodbye. Bye, Skeeter. Hallelujah. Grandma. Grandma.